mini episode number two. Hello, it's me, Zoe. I used to host this podcast. I guess I technically still host this podcast. Um, but I've been on a bit of a break. Yeah, so I've taken some time away from the cast. Partly intentionally. Yeah, but mostly it's more of a mix of things. Uh, if you've listened to mini episode number one, in the beginning of summer, when we, Drew and I ended our, our six-month trip in Vinny the Vanny, we came home and I started to go into what was feeling like a depressive episode. And that was really impacting what I was able to get done, thankfully, with acupuncture and a change in medication and some really intensive self-acceptance <laughs> therapy. I, I avoided that being a really long episode, so that was awesome. Um, so yeah, being depressed is not really the reason that I haven't been publishing lately. Something else happened, or a few things happened. A few things happened during our trip and coming home that kind of not only put me off the podcast, but put me off climbing. And I've been really struggling with that. Like, how do you host a climbing podcast if you don't really feel into climbing right now? So, yeah, at some point I got the idea that I, like, oh, this podcast is good. Like, I should try to monetize. Um, Because... Well, A, I'd love to get paid to do something I enjoy. And B, there was this part of me that just felt, it was a big should. Like, oh, I should definitely do that. Um, And that was partly driven by some feedback from a guest. And my kind of desire to live up to the kind of professionalism that the guest was indicating they thought I should have. So, like, there was that, and then I started, like, trying to, started working with business coach and trying to, like, figure out, okay, what do I need to do in order to get this podcast to make money? Um, and so I was, like, doing that here and there. Wasn't super into it, so I wasn't accomplishing much. It was, really felt so much like, 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 homework. Not, like, the homework that actually is kind of fun. Maybe you know what I'm talking about, maybe you don't. But, like, you know, the homework, it's like, okay, I have to do this because the institution says so. It was just not... I did not enjoy it. Luckily, through that process, I got to explore a little bit this idea that I shouldn't get paid for things I like to do. So that was good to look at. And I think ultimately, that's not what was happening for me with the cast. Yeah, it just felt like, you know, big ass should. And then the other kind of big piece, I was starting to ramp up, like getting stoked to publish again because I do have I have seven interviews recorded that have just been sitting on the computer since June July is I um through another guest got the idea of going to OR outdoor retailer to go and pitch sponsors um, and get sponsors for the podcast so that I could get a little bit of cash flow coming in and basically just flying by the seat of my pants went on that trip Really wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to do, but I was like, what's the worst that could happen? And the worst that could happen was it was an inc- it was hard. <laughs> I thought I was going and was going to get a lot of support, and that ended up not happening. Um, 
And that was really, yeah, disappointing and really shameful feeling. And yeah, this big idea, like I should be able to, another should, should be able to buckle down and talk to all these people about this project that I love. And it's no big deal. And just get your shit together. And if you, you know, make this presentation and just do it. And it's, you know, they're just people and this is what they're here for. But I got to tell you, that giant convention center full of people was incredibly overwhelming the idea of walking up to someone whose entire day is filled with people asking them for money was just gross and yeah just it was just like it was just like too fucking much for me I don't know it was just that side of climbing of the climbing industry I mean the climbing industry is not what I have loved about this sport or this community, and to be so deeply, and to be so surrounded by it, by the consumerism, you know, in downtown Denver, where there are people sleeping on park benches, outside the fenced-off tent city, with the latest models of all of the most wonderful tents in the world, just felt so gross. Yeah, and so, I think the energy that it took me to get there and try to be present and try to do this thing that didn't really even feel right to begin with really just kind of and and seeing this community that professes to love the outdoors seemingly at the expense of or yet to be surrounded by this community that professes to love the outdoors but seemingly ignore the human suffering like 20 feet away was just it was just too much and this probably comes from you know graduate student counseling brain but it was honestly just kind of disgusting it was like what 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 I was kind of a dick to the person who hosted me and then I came home and it was Like, everything else in life felt pretty damn good, but there's something... I've hit this block with climbing where it's like... Oh, and so the other piece is, for those of you who have listened to episode two, one of the things that has made climbing really meaningful for me is that I broke my back as a teenager, and I've been really scared of using my body ever since. And so, you know, about three years ago, when I started climbing, it it was like, fuck, it was like pure joy to be able to you know, move and do something that was a little scary and in a relatively safe way, you know, when you're top roping or following um, or even leading in many situations is unlikely to end in a high impact. I mean, you know, obviously like your can pull, shit can happen, but it's not like impact is not the the inevitable end. So it was like really amazing to be able to be in my body and and experience the joy and the adrenaline that I have been missing for over a decade. And I think what happened is I finally reached a, a level in, in climbing where it's like, I don't get scared until it's real scary. Um, so like, I, you know, when I first started climbing, even top roping was scary sometimes. And now it's like, I'm top roping, no big deal. I'm following, no big deal. I'm leading, leading 5, 10, but it's, 
you know, a sheer fall, so I'm not going to hit anything. I'm, you know, trad leading 5-5 five, five because I'm learning. You know, like, even if this gear pulls, I'm basically on a 45-degree angle. Like, <laughs> it's going to be fine. Um, so I'm hitting this point where when I'm getting scared is actually in alignment with with the potential for high impact fall. I think I've moved into this place where it's like not just being not just being afraid because it's new and scary, but being afraid because I have the ability to assess the situation now and I've gotten into situations where it's like if I fall here, I'm going to hit that ledge and hitting that ledge is going to mean high impact fall which is what led to me breaking my, breaking my back as a teenager. Um, so the other piece of this is that that whole process as a teenager of breaking my back and recovering and the hospital stay and then coming home and being a high school student and high school kids not really knowing how to treat someone who has been injured. And, and I think to some degree the trauma-informed care not being super prevalent 15 years ago I have residual, you know, I have traumatic memories from that experience. And so what's happening now is because of where I am in climbing, those traumatic memories are, are being triggered and I'm, I'm getting a, a traumatic response when climbing, which for anyone who's experienced um, traumatic stress response or PTSD, it's fucking exhausting. <laughs> it, um, your body just goes really hardcore into this fight, flight, freeze mode, and it uses a lot, a lot of energy. And so I think that has contributed to kind of taking the the fun and the joy out of climbing. So that's kind of where I am. And yeah, that's kind of where I am. Um, thank you to everyone who has written in support of me and the podcast, specifically those of you who struggle with depression too, and, you know, reached out to say, hey, you're not alone. That is the most beautiful thing to hear in a dark place. And even though I'm not in a depressive place right now, it, and then more of a, what the fuck, have I ever liked, <laughs> why the fuck did I ever like this, what's the fucking point of climbing part of life, it is so lovely to hear and see voices of support. So, having received quite a few of those over the past few months, I kind of realized that the whole the whole point of this podcast was to, to magnify women's voices in the climbing community and bring this particular brand of whatever the fuck this is, into climbing. And so, I don't know, something just clicked. I'm feeling it again. So we've got six episodes coming up. Oh my gosh, I don't even know who we have. It's been so long. I have to type some shit in here. All right, we've got Sasha 
sausage. Oh my God. We've got Sasha DeJulian, uh, Kathy Carlo of the For the Love of Climbing podcast, Irene Yee, you know her as Lady Lockoff, Emily Menisto of the Alpenglow Collective, Bethany Lebowitz of Brown Girls Climb, and Abby Dion of Coral Cliffs Climbing Gym. So keep an eye out for those. We're back on bi-weekly shedge. And um, yeah, thanks for all the support and patience. And if you have some story you want to tell, let's talk. Thanks, everybody. Okay, bye. Climbing sucks.